0: Welcome everybody to today's B-Side. Hello, patrons. It's your boy, Adam. (laughs) I've always wanted to say that. (laughs) One of my favorite YouTubers opens his videos that way. He does tech reviews for like cameras and video equipment and stuff like that. He's actually a pretty good guy. I know that that opening is rather douchey. Anyway, this is the patron B-side for this week. As I announced on the patreon.com page app, wherever you access that thing. My guest this week, unfortunately, came down with the flu. So she is not able to join us. Unfortunately, I was really looking forward to that episode. But she's going to be joining us next week instead when she is all healed up. It is flu season and it's going around. You know, my immune system sucks. I actually have a mild autoimmune disorder. So let's hope that I can stay healthy to bring that to you next week. So in lieu of that, I decided not to cancel the B side altogether because I made a promise just last week to bring you a subscriber exclusive episode every week or as many weeks as possible. As I've said on many occasions at this point, I'm turning over a new leaf for 2020 returning to the long form interview style of podcasts that you all have grown to love, I suppose. If you're patrons, you love it. If you don't, what are you doing? Anyway, I appreciate your support either way. So I solicited some questions for today's B-Side Q&A, and I got a pretty good response. I got some responses in the comments, and I got some questions pitched at me from the DMs. But I was just actually on my phone on uh Facebook or Twitter, I can't remember, and I, I just came across this amazing diss track from Bernie Sanders against Hillary Clinton. You'll you you will have almost undoubtedly heard by now that last week Hillary went live, threw down some ridiculous insults against Bernie Sanders, saying that you know, nobody likes him anyway, nobody wants to work with him, and you know this is absurd. Bernie Sanders did dozens of campaign stops for Hillary Clinton during the general. Uh, election campaign, and um, he definitely swallowed his pride after his defeat in the primaries in 2016 and pushed for uh, the Democratic Party nominee, as other candidates have promised to do. He did his part, and Clinton lost because, well, she and her staffers couldn't figure out that you really need to campaign in states like Michigan, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Ohio, Pennsylvania, you know, former Democratic Party strongholds in the Rust Belt, and Trump swooped in and took those away. That's not Bernie Sanders' fault, folks. That is the ineptitude of the neoliberal Democratic Party political class. But Bernie Sanders finally responded. He took the high road, but he, he, he jabbed. He got his little jab in. Let's, let's take a listen to this real quick. Secretary Clinton ran against the most unpopular candidate in the history of this country, and she lost, and she was upset about it. And I understand that. But our job now is really not to go backwards. It is to go forwards. It is to kind of create the nation that we know that we be- can become. We have enormous problems facing us. and I. Yeah, that's pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> His response was, in essence, she mad, though. She mad. <laughs> yeah. She is mad. She lost to a game show host and has uh, wreaked untold havoc, suffering and devastation on people not only in the United States because of that, but also abroad. Of course, Hillary would have been perhaps even more hawkish than Trump, so we'll leave an asterisk on the suffering abroad because of Trump. It's undoubted that that Hillary Clinton and her neoliberal cronies uh, would have perhaps— wrought a whole, wreaked a whole lot more devastation in, in the Middle East and uh, South America and elsewhere anyway. So I think right now, I hate to say this. I don't want to say this on the, on the, on the podcast. I have been um, not so great with my prognostications as of late, as like openly optimistic as I have said they are right. Um, I'm here to be a cheerleader. And then in hindsight, I'll assess, we'll break it down. We'll get real. But in the moment, you just have to chump, you have to pump, you have to pump your fist and, and pound your chest. And you have to say, we're gonna fucking win this thing. And yet, even though I have that attitude, I've taken some L's lately. You know, I took an L with the UK Labor Party. I thought they would probably thought they would lose. I didn't think they would be devastated. So I don't want to take an L this time around with Bernie Sanders. However, he is up three or four points in the national polls for the first time ever, he is now leading the CNN national poll. He's up on Biden by three or four points, I believe. That's huge, folks. Remember that you know Warren essentially knifed him on live television. CNN did everything they could possibly do to either ignore him altogether, pretend like he wasn't on the stage, or to set him up for gotcha, aha questions. Senator Sanders, did you say the sexist thing to Warren? Uh, no, no, I didn't. Senator Warren, how did you feel when Bernie Sanders said that sexist thing to you? <laughs> I mean, you can't make this shit up, people. And yet, a week out, two weeks out from those debates, from this media blackout of Bernie Sanders, he is nonetheless up 4% on Joe Biden and CNN national polls. And we know that national polls, thanks to our friend uh, Huffington Post, political beat journalist, We know that national polls are uh, not exactly great at predicting certain outcomes because after all, primaries and caucuses are state by state. But the good news is that Bernie Sanders is up even more in the states that are early in the states that matter. Super Tuesday states, he's gaining on Joe Biden. He's up in California, which is a huge state in terms of uh, the votes that you're going to get out of that state. And he is definitely up in the first round of votes in New Hampshire. He's looking good in Iowa and elsewhere. Um, He's up in Wisconsin right now. So, I mean, things are looking good. And, you know, you kind of want to hold your breath. You don't want to say it out loud. You want to sort of, you know, whisper it in hushed tones. Oh, my God. It looks like maybe Bernie can win this fucking thing. Holy shit. Because you're afraid that if you say it too loudly, that the fates will intercept things. And that the shitstorm will fall upon us because, hey, let's be honest, we're on the left. We're used to eating shit. That's what we do. But right now, against all odds, Bernie Sanders' campaign is surging. His support has been pretty consistent, even following his brief hospitalization when um, he had a heart scare. So against all odds, Bernie Sanders is up. His fundraising numbers are through the roof. His state by state caucus and primary numbers are surging as well. He's surging the national polls. He's getting key endorsements. Uh, there was a there was a, a elected representative in South Carolina. Her name is escaping me, but she was early on. She was a Biden supporter, a, a Biden surrogate. She had pledged her vote to Biden, and she just this past week changed. She she jumped ship. She changed her endorsement for Sanders, and. She's also actually known in the state of South Carolina as a relatively, I'm sorry, her name is escaping me right now. People can look this up, but the form is more important than the content, I think, going forward of this. But she actually is a conservative Democrat in the state of South Carolina. But she said that she's going for for Sanders because he very clearly has the electability advantage over Biden. And moreover, he has been consistent. And his message for decades, and he's going to be a fighter for bringing about the change that this country needs. Those are her words, a conservative Democrat in the state of South Carolina. And although Democratic, the Democratic Party in South Carolina is, is um, it's very diverse, I mean, to call it diverse is not even maybe minority majority in some places. The Democratic Party, that is, not the fucking Republicans. The Republicans in South Carolina are a bunch of honkies, <laughs> But the Democratic Party in South Carolina is uh, overwhelmingly African-American. And, and so – and yet they're, they're still fairly conservative in a, lot of, in a lot of ways, fiscally, socially, and otherwise. And yet here is this elected representative who's jumped ship to Team Sanders because of the electability advantage that he now so obviously has. I don't think anybody believes that Elizabeth Warren can, be, can beat Trump, right? She has no spine. You know, she gets, she gets, I was going to say scolded. She gets forced to, uh, you know, stand up against, you know, her, her record, her own record. She can't even stand up for her own record. When she's called to account by the likes of Buttigieg and Sanders and others on matters of her own record, she folds. And rather than defending herself, she just cries foul. She cries foul. As though these things are somehow out of bounds of respectable political discourse. Well, guess who has no boundaries when it comes to political discourse? Donald fucking Trump. Okay? Neither does the general public. The general public wants our elected representatives to be held to account. So she's not going to be able to tisk tisk and shame on you her way to a general election victory against Trump. I don't think anybody believes that Buttigieg can win because he has like less than 0% of the black vote. Okay. He is going to be about as exciting to African-American voters as like a polka festival or something. Okay. And at this point, Joe Biden's electability is looking pretty bad. The impeachment trials have not been kind to him in terms of exposing him. As, uh, you know, a, a rampant nepotist. His son is a crackhead, in the words of my A-side guest, Christian Parenti, earlier this week. And uh, he's a flip-flopper. He's a guy who has stood for some of the most disgusting, like, right-wing, anti, uh, you know, uh, quote, anti-crime bills, right? Pro-war. His support for the Iraq War right now is Legendary. And I think Bernie Sanders is going to be able to destroy him on that in the coming debates. And people don't see him as electable. So this conservative Democrat from South Carolina changed her endorsement to Bernie Sanders. Why? Not because she loves Medicare for all, although she should. Not because she's a huge dove in the realm of foreign policy, although she should be. But because she wants to see somebody beat Donald Trump and she believes that Sanders is the only person in the race who can do that right now that's huge this concludes your free teaser of this week's b side head over to patreon.com slash dead pundits and subscribe today to hear the rest of this episode and to double your dps pleasure each week